Hey, everybody. Welcome to one of the craziest editions of the Owner's Box in history. I'm Billy Cox, owner and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from Saudi, Michelle Yu, who is on the phone and we hear background noise. Yes. What is happening? I'm at a hotel. Okay, so there's like no internet service, so I have to be in like a hotel lobby. So whatever comes by, comes by. Yeah, well, that happens. We have a great guest today, uh, Sonny. How do you say his last name, Michelle? Pays. Pays. Sonny Pays is here from the uh, the recently retired uh, Brickyard Ride, who is one of the most fun horses we've had on the Southern California circuit. He's also a big owner, a lot of cowbreds. We're going to talk to Sonny right now. Michelle, bring him in. All right, let's bring him in. I love the little delay. Hey, Sonny. <laughs> How you doing? Thanks so much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it. I feel like that's like the WWE. I feel like Cody Rhodes. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we want to talk about. We, I, there's this weird that we want to talk about horse ownership. Is that okay. do you know anything about that? Uh, I might know a little. <laughs> You've been in this game for a long. Time. You've been in this game for a long time. Um, we can run off a lot of horses, and we specifically want to talk to you about the retirement of Brickyard Ride. But before we do, just give us a little background information on on how you got started in this industry. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I, I was thinking how long I've been in this business. And, you know, after a while, you can't tell if you're winning and losing. Your, your skin has got like leather, you know, because you're so used to the ups and downs of the sport. But, you know, I got involved after, out of high school. My dad had a heart resources. So I went to a little farm, you know, get out of trouble. And, uh, you know, I started in with them and then uh, I was there for a, quite a while. And then the industry kind of went a little dead in California. So if you didn't move back to New York, you'd had to switch. So I think Barry Abrams and a few, few of us moved over to the thoroughbreds. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, Barry Abrams, obviously one of my favorite people and and had so many great memories with barry um when did you start owning on your own and and really kind of putting a your a foothold on, on southern california racing well if we start i think i won my i think I, the first horse i bought was a harness horse i think it was the last year of bay meadows so oh, was, wow. i think that was like 1973 or something i won i won i trained this horse and i think i started him against uh winners he was a maiden and he won but as a, i mean i bought that horse for a dollar i think i worked on him for six months and after a while i mean he just the light just want, went on and i just kind of like damn that horse knows what i'm thinking and i know what he's thinking <laughs> you know it's kind of pretty bizarre but that was like my first experience kind of more of training horses but then when i switched to the thoroughbreds let me think i think i started with uh i had a horse with a al Bayhuth from the harness and we had a nice horse, but it was gonna, I, I know Russell Bays worked the horse at Sunny. this horse is gonna win like three races in a row and his hand, he's showing me his hands. And he says, look, I had to hold her so hard. And I go, okay, so she, she, uh, I don't know, something got in her feet, but she died. So that kind of oh, threw whoa. me off a little bit. So oh. then I, then I uh, switched over to, to uh, Jason Orman because my other buddy left the business and or not not jason but mike orman his dad yeah and i had some nice horses really nice horses uh out of uh from i think there was a liquidation uh sale but you know how that goes a day later a dollar short you, you miss the ones that sell for millions of dollars because they're always selling for 30. but uh yeah. you know, and you lease the ones you don't have you know it's always like 
I never had enough money at the right time. You know how it goes. Everyone knows how that goes. That's pretty, that's pretty much my life story. So yeah, so no, join the club. That is my life story yeah. for sure. Oh, I know. Uh, all about that. You don't you, be shy. You, or you, by the time you figure it out, you're trying to be such a nice guy. I go, why didn't I take care? It's like, you know, why didn't I buy that piece of property for myself? Why did I, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but anyways, long story short, you know, it just was, I was at Hollywood Park. It was pretty nice because I lived in Santa Monica, so I could go to the track every day. And I had a relationship with uh, Richie Baltus and Tony Garcia, who I'm probably going to get back with Richie, but I'm back with Tony all the way back when we were together with uh, Barry Abrams at Hollywood Park and stuff. So, you know, it was pretty nice driving to Santa Monica every day from, and you could work on the horses. Then I got hooked up with Leo, kind of got going with him, pal, and we got a horse from Europe that turned out pretty good. You know, um, you know, I kind of messed up a little bit because I was still green, but probably should have sold. But I turned a bad negative, a bad loss back. And I don't know how I did. I got my money back through breeding on her. So, you know, that, that worked works. out. That happens. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. You know, it's funny, Sonny, because I tell people all the time, listen, I, I talk to people constantly through our partnership with Little Red Feather about, you know, people getting into the game, new people constantly. And I, I, I always tell them, the truth, which is this is a very difficult game and it's a very, very difficult game to make money in. And if yeah. you're doing it for that, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. hundred percent. I mean, we all have the ideas. You have to have a reason for doing something, but after you have your reason, you need a lot of luck. So if you don't have luck or you don't, sometimes I look at a mare to buy and I, I might buy her cheap, but there's something about her. Maybe she looks like she has some class, but whatever the reason, it's almost because of circumstances right place, what time, right time. And you just got to get lucky. So, but it's like anything else in life. If you, if you have enough bad luck, maybe it'll turn around and you have a little good luck. So take advantage of it. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. Sonny, when you're breeding horses, do you ever sell anything that you breed or do you always race back what you've bred? You know, actually recently, I usually just hold on to them and I'm more of a buyer than a seller. In fact, I tell guys that are sellers in Kentucky, why didn't you call me on that horse? You're a seller. You're not going to, you, you're, you're not, you're, you know, just trust me, call me <laughs> if you have, yeah. you know, and, but uh, no, uh, there's recently I had a horse out of one of my good, better mares. And I was at, she, I think she was about 12. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go down and send her to not this time because it was around 47,000. I said, you know what, if I'm ever going to do it, now's the time. So I did it, brought her back to California and I got some calls from, you know, Kentucky going, you know, Sonny, that horse is, uh, you know, he's about six months old. I think we might be able to get like 300,000 for him. I said, wow. what am I going to do? You know, I got, you know. Holy I, cannoli. So I said, you know, and I, I guess a new, a, a new uh, owner of mine, a doctor, I got hooked up, really great guy. And he heard me, he overheard me, he said, Sonny, I'll take half that horse for 150. I said, what? Do you know how many wow. hurdles we got to get? No over? way. So I said, you know, you know, so that was like one of the first ones I sold. So it kind of, he helped me, you know, to hold on to the horse. Cause I really didn't want to, you know, you do it for, you know, I understand, you know, if, if I was trying to make money in this business, I wouldn't do things the way I'm doing because I just realized, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, can, Uncle, I gotta say too, can, you're saying, you, you know, you try to find those ways to make money. I feel like a lot of your horses that we see, you race them a long time you're not like a hey let's send them right after the breeding shed or you know do something else like you you always are patient and whatnot so how do you kind of reconcile 
your patients and your extended careers with this make money mentality that so many people in racing have. I just hope my income can carry, <laughs> you know, can keep feeding them. That's all. If I break even, I'm happy. Because what else right. am I going to do? My dad no, didn't take me to the golf course. He took me to the racetrack. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> my dad didn't take me to a golf course either, Sonny. And I've just recently picked up golf after <laughs> 54 years. My son started playing. And now I'm all it's of a sudden so like boring. obsessed. Like it's so insane. Like what? Is, so you don't know golf for you? I, I played a little golf early with friends. But then, you know, it's a kind of a sport. You, if you want to get really good, you got to play a lot. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. What's let's let's get let's dive right into it. I just oh Michelle, you have a question. I know it's hard. Because I have a question. I know I, I see. Well, Sonny's talking about his hobbies. One of his hobbies is he likes to come to the track a lot, and he comes in the mornings. What do you like better, being there in the morning and watching everything, or being there in the afternoon? I kind of you know I like being in the morning myself because it's like therapy to me, and I like being around the horses. So and I you know I'm kind of a hands-on, for uh, uh you know owner, and at the end of the day. For me, like you were saying about before, I have patience. Well, you have to have patience in this sport. I mean, I had that horse that won the other day, Big Coop. Yep. He was basically for two years, and he brought I brought him back. So, you know, you can't, you know, you do try to do everything right for the horse. You listen to the horse. And these horses, it's like they write a book. You take it chapter by chapter. So, I, of course, during while they're racing, I'm watching how they're running and what they're learning. So I can figure out with my trainer, we, you know, does this make sense? Does that make sense? And, you know, you go by a lot of things in, the, in this business. You know, it's not just one thing. It's the breeding. It's the numbers. It's whatever. But, you know, it's it's just like uh, it's a game I'm in. And, I, you know, it's sad because, I mean, I mean, to be honest, if I was 35 years old instead of twice that age, I would think, you know, you got to kind of where am I here today and what do I what do I got going in the future? And you kind of it's based on your age a little bit, you know, so, I, you yeah. know. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Let's say we got um, Sonny Pace joining us here on the owner's box. I, I just brought up the Equibase PPs for Brickyard Ride. And I have how to, many pages did you have to go through have, for him? Well, first of all, there's a couple incredible things. First of all, Sonny, this horse ran 10th first time out in a maiden special way to Del Mar in 2019. And for people who are just listening to this, his second start as a two-year-old was for 50. Do you, you want to hear? Do you want to hear the real? You want to right. tell you guys the real story? I don't know if I should tell. Yes, you. Yes, we want the real story. That's why you're here. All right. Well, you know, when we got him in, I I had his, you know, brothers and half brothers and whatever out of that same mare, and they always had a little problem with their knee. So right away, I was on top of that problem. Right. So even before he raced, I was, you know, we were working on that. I was doing my thing with my, you know, certain devices I had and everything. So, but it still was a little surprising that he kept going as long as he did, as fast as he was going on the front end. And, and he actually, even after, I remember we ran him in that, we were waiting two or three, a cup, two or three months to run him in the uh, starter allowance. And it yep. never, he was kind of fresh. And we finally kind of got coaxed it into going on the mile on the turf. And it kind of was a little, it sprinkled that day. And I was just like, please God help it. So he comes out of this in one piece. You know, that was all I could think about. I said, why didn't they switch to the dirt? He was really fresher. Should have wanted to sprint him once before we two turned him. And he actually, you know, went over the fence that day. Yeah. So, he, he was, do not finish. He went over the fence that day. I yeah. remember it now. I mean, he might've won that race. Who knows? But you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, I had to go through another deal of problems and stuff, but you know, he overcame it, but we also found he had a bit of a, a uh, flapper that was paralyzed. 
Mm-hmm. And right then, and I, that's why we probably put him in for, ah, uh, you know, I, had him, I think I had him in for 50, but I was going, should I put him in a 50 claimer? And Craig says, let's see and wait and see how he goes, right? So that's sometimes, I think that's why when he, when the guys tried to, you know, the jockeys tried to take, take a hold, hold he kind of yeah. didn't like it. So that's why we decided to develop his style. Maybe that's why I didn't go two turns earlier, which I really want to do. And maybe, I, you know, there's a lot, always things that you wish you had done that you never have the time. Like, I wanted to go more on the grass going two turns with him. But, right. you know, but he didn't do bad considering. He did, really never had a lot of – he had some good times, but he didn't have luck on his side when he was at his best because they dig up the track at Del Mar for the Bing Crosby. Instead of winning the race, you lose by a length and a half. And, right. you know, those are the things that you can't control. So you got to be lucky in this sport. Just, you know, you just – it's not about – having the, the best horse sometimes is about having the best horse on the right day in the right spot, you know? And he it did earn nine. Yeah. I mean, he was lucky enough to earn over $925,000. So I think he was, you know, he might not have been the, the luckiest yeah. horse, but he was pretty yeah. damn good. How crazy and, is that though, to win almost a million bucks with him? And they asked me, said, why didn't you take him here? You know, why didn't you take him there for the, for fast tracks and big mice? I said, well, we took him a lost L. You didn't like that. So why, why am I going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> People don't know the real story sometimes, you know? Right. Right. And, and but you know, it sounds like you're very involved, Sonny. And and people in the sport do different things as owners. Sometimes they let their trainers decide. Obviously, sometimes there's a group decision. You seem like you are, you're making a lot of decisions. True? Well, I always... I don't like to make the decisions unless it's based on information. And that's why I got a trainer. I want to ask the trainer, what's your opinion? You know, I, I don't, I don't study the condition book like a lot of owners. I let the trainer tell me. And if we, I have good relationships with my trainers. So, you know, I think it makes a difference. Yeah, exactly. Who are you, who are you using nowadays? What's your stable of, of trainers? I know obviously Craig Lewis, uh, Craig, uh, Leo, and you know, Antonio Garcia. And I have, I actually, I even have a horse with John Cortez because he's a friend of mine. And I, you know, I've had horses yeah. with Deegan back uh, in Kentucky. And who else? I, I think I'm going to get, I want, I've always wanted to get back with Richie. So now that he's back, I'm probably going to end up, I'm trying to push Richie to do a little Good. thing for me. So <laughs> Good redemption story. But Sonny, did you, when we first started talking, did you say you were training the horses though? Well, those are harness horses though. Yeah. Like, so, but you're still training horses. I mean, well, I was kind of training without a license, you know, because no. Oh, one OK. Sorry. We don't want to get you in trouble. Well, no, that was, uh, you know, back <laughs> 70, 1970. I think it's OK. But wait, before can we go? Can we really quickly touch back on Clubhouse, um, Ryan, and right. just kind of like I want to know your favorite race that he ran. And well, I want to know uh, what you're doing with him. You mean Brickyard Ride? Brickyard Ride. Yeah. What did I, I say? Think, Clubhouse, right? I think sorry. Really yeah, Brickyard, right? Sorry. Another, because uh, when you said that, I thought you were going to bring up the other horse. You had a little interest, Tony said, on uh, on Curlin's Chaos. Oh, yeah. that was you. Yeah, because he said. Oh my God! Over. I didn't even. I did not put two and two together. Yes, after this is a, so. This is an interesting story. So after that, I had really liked that horse when he ran the first time yeah. down at Delmar, and then when he won. The other day at Santa Anita, before he ran him in the stake, I called yeah. Tony and I said, hey, I'd love to just buy a piece of this horse, maybe a leg, maybe we could do a part. <laughs> I didn't even really put two and two together. That was you, Sonny. Um, and he just said, and and he didn't even call me back. I was you, like. You, you know, what's funny is I I, I know, you know, uh, John Liviak is pretty good from the harness days. I'm, of course. I'm 50 years ago, you know, so we used yeah. to hang out. 
even we even shared a hotel room. That's when you know he wasn't when he didn't have back before. Well, he's still waiting for his money to come and put it that way. So yeah, but um, he became a pretty good uh, uh, bloodstock person, you know, breeder. And he told me about it. He says, Sonny, you know, um, if you're going to have a, if you want to get a mare in Kentucky, you should look at this curling out of a giant Causeway mare. I don't think I can get her for less than 50 grand. So I sent uh, uh, Joe there. I said, if you get her for 30, get her. So he, I guess this was the last bid for 30. But uh, that's how we got that mare that, that uh, curling's okay. out. From Curlin's Chaos, yeah. yeah and, and, you know it. And, and this is funny, Michelle. So, and I see Tony at the track. I'm like, buddy, you, you never even called me back. He's like, yeah, the owner said no. I was like, okay, I, you know, but this well, is. That's another story. I kind of, that's me, you know. My yeah. buddy, hey, you want to get a piece of this mare? I think we we, we might get lucky, you know. So yeah. he goes, uh, well, I got this partner. I go, all right, bring him in. We'll take a third, a third, a third. I go, and after a while, the partner would left. And now I go, how did I land up with only 40%? And he has 60. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was going, you know what? That doesn't that's sound like a good deal. That's not my kind of deal. Let's just yeah, be honest. But it's I, was, I, I was coming in for real, just an interest in the horse. Right. You know, I've known Tony for a long time, obviously. But, um, you know, but that that is interesting. And, and it, it there's such a different landscape, I call it right now. I'm constantly looking for private purchases. You, you are more the breeding angle, keeping these horses correct. And that's just where, where you fallen into. You don't buy a lot of private purchases. Well, I just recently bought one in Europe, uh, oh. an Irish bread. He ran the other day, but you know, I'm not sure, you know, he's, he might, you know, sometimes when they have to ship and we had them shipped in to uh, Kentucky and they didn't use the race on the turf. And, you know, for some reason they didn't use any races on the turf. So we had to bring it to California. I think he was just a, a May full two-year-old. So all the shipping, who knows, they get ulcers, they do this, they do that. But I, th I still have a lot of hope for him. I think he ran the other day, he didn't run that good, but I think, you know, I, I hope his future is good too, because the guy that bought the half the horse, I got involved in that horse because I really thought he was a nice horse. Yeah. You know, gotcha. Nitty's name is so we'll see how he goes. Oh, yeah, I, re I remember him. I know Michelle had one more question follow up on Sunny. Like, where does Brickyard Ride go now? Well, right now I got him at where Tony uh, does. He manages a little bit that farm at Bradbury Farms. Sure. So I know Jose's there and these guys. They, they you know, I know these in good hands. So I got him up there for as long as I, I'm not thinking about breeding him until next year because I think what's important. Um, if you want to stand a horse, especially, you know, you got to see how the climate is number one in California. I've had a lot of interest in them in California, but I've actually talked to people I know, and you know, I know the Taylor, uh, Joe Taylor, and I know guys, uh, you know, I might call a few more people about if it makes most sense to what to do and how to do it. But I think it does make sense to try to get as, I think as many quality mares to them as possible the first year. So sure. I just want to keep them, get them better, you know, get them sound, get them, healthy and then start him in next year after i've got all the information and you know tony's father-in-law has experience uh, mick with, yep. so you yep. know I'll, I'll try to figure it out i mean it's I smart it's smart to wait because even though you were in time for breeding season this year like you said most mares are already booked to someone and committed and it'd be yeah. last minute he hasn't done any testing i mean this is the best way to go about it really yeah and and like i said i i, I just i know you know Bradbury is like five minutes away, basically five miles away. So I can go there whenever I'm here and, you know, give them some carrots, check them out. You know, actually I got Curlin's chaos. I want to go see him at the farm. Oh yeah. Anytime. <laughs> actually I got Curlin's chaos over there in a nice 24 by 24. 
I went up to him the other day. I think he went, you know, usually he comes right up to me and he kind of went in the car and says, you're not going to send me another 13 hours and put me in a little yeah. salt. I, gotta, I said, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're good. He didn't like that trip to Sunland. He didn't well, like you that know, trip. He, actually, I thought he'd handle it pretty good, and he did. I think that what hurt him in that race more than anything was the inside post he drew because that he wasn't where you need to be on that track, you know. So, But that's what it, sometimes you, there's so many hurdles to get over. Just because he shipped good and he and he likes the surface, he still has, you still have to draw the right post. You know, against yep, New York. No. Absolutely. I thought, it, I thought it, it made sense to me. I was willing to, it, I figured if Tony's willing to drive all the way there, then I guess I'll send him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, my partner. I'm sure Tony was in the van with him. He probably drove yeah, him in. He, they took the winter old with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there was a two horse van. So Diamond uh, was it. along for the ride. Yeah, I think he's, we only, we came back by ourselves. So. Oh, that's. Good stuff, Sonny. Let me ask you a question because you've been in this game for so long. You've seen so many changes over the years, and you know that California, let's be honest, not we're not in the greatest situation in the world. How, how do we turn things around here in Southern, in, especially in Southern California, where Michelle and I work a lot? Um, but, you know, look, Northern California too. What do we do in California with horse well, I'll tell you one thing. First of all, you can't ever, in life, you all, when expenses are going up, you know, Hey, purses should go up, not the other yeah. way around, you know, and California is compared to other places. I mean, if you even look at the purse structure, per stakes and stuff from years back, they were higher. So yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I think there's, you know, horsemen have never really got to, you know, got together, even the harness. It just seems like, I don't know if they don't look past their nose, but at the end of the day, you know, we are, we are in California. It's pretty, you know, liberal state and, you know, the other states back east do have advantages. And, you know, HISA, I understand what they're trying to do, protect the horses, but maybe there's some middle ground to kind of help us to, because, you know, when you look at the fields, it gets smaller and smaller, and it's not even at the end of the uh, of the winter meet. What's it going to be like at the end of the meet? I mean, Del Mar, we, you know, is obviously more horses, is, you know, it's a little different story, but I don't know. You know, I, I think people have to, like, uh, put their heads together and see, you know, we're trying to protect horses, but there's more to it and how to do it. Maybe like Lasix, I don't know, taking, I understand a little bit why they do it, but why do they let horses run on Lasix and they don't let them run it, you know, in stakes races and what are you kind of trying to do, ruin a good horse? I mean, you know, I mean, I, know, I guess they're trying to make everybody, I get the reasons, but even down the hill, to me, if you asked uh, uh, famous trainers, they think the best place to start a horse is down the hill. They think it's safer, but they don't want to put horses down the hill claiming races and this and that. So, oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, Barry used to start all his maidens down the hill, or most yeah. of them. You remember? <laughs> oh, right? yeah. Barry, was, Multiple Barry days in a row sometimes. Well, yeah, we, exactly. like, it was a little different. Yeah, that's one time I, I told Barry, I said, uh, Barry, uh, you know, that horse ran really hard. She won a couple races in a row. Why don't you give her a little time off? Put her in the pen like I did with chaos. She goes, no, I'm getting I'm getting her out of here, but I'm sending her to New York. Typical Barry, typical Barry. He's the hardest we, horse guy. He's the best. Before before we let you go, let's say there's a new owner out there watching the show on YouTube or listening to the show on their on a podcast station. Uh, um, what's your number one advice to uh, to say to someone that's looking to get into horse ownership? I think in horses, just like in life. 
just make sure you pick your, you know, pick the people you want to be around wisely. And you, you know, because, you know, like anything else, I think, uh, you don't need a lot of friends, but you need to have friends in the horse business. You can't have too many friends in the horse business, put it that way. That's great. That's right. great advice. Sonny, continued success. We will look after a Brickyard ride. I will send you uh, some mares that you might need to buy. Um, and uh, I will continue. Now I know, now that I have you on here, I'm going to call you directly when I want to buy one of your horses. Uh-oh, now Billy's got his phone number. I, I, I'm in yeah. trouble. <laughs> you are in trouble. Well, no, because I'm used to hearing nobody, so don't even worry about it. But we appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you very much and uh, continued success. Okay, no problem. No problem. Nice talking to you guys. All right, that's thank Sunny you, Sunny. All right, bye now. Owner's box and uh, Michelle, always a, always a good time talking to Sunny. Very knowledgeable. Very and, and he's and so great, wasn't right. he? Yeah, he was lovely. Yeah. He was lovely. I, I, I actually got to know him a lot because I was uh, working at Delmar doing the works for XB, and he was up there all the time. So we, you know, just got chatty. Yeah, no, Chatty is is right. I mean, he was really good, had some good stories. Man, bringing up Barry Abrams, that just, like, touches my heart. Uh, people know how much we love Yeah, I was going to say, Billy's heart is full now. Oh, yeah, and I uh, just missed that guy. And he was very – you know, Barry was a, a great horseman and just a different guy. He just – yeah. I remember when he entered a horse that hadn't run yet, like, at Hollywood Park. Like, it was incredible. Like, he, the horse hadn't run yet, but they were taking entries for the next day or and something. And he entered very, it again as a maiden yeah, or something, right? Yeah, or winner. Like yeah, I remember wild. that. Wild. Um, just the best. Just, he was the best guy. Uh, he's, he's dearly missed. But uh, thank you, Sonny. That was, that was a fun interview and, and great to get another perspective. And, and great to find out about Brickyard Ride because that horse had a lot of fans, Michelle. Yeah, he's cool. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Saudi and then what's coming up this weekend at Santa Anita. Uh What's coming up this weekend at Santa Anita? I don't know because I'm not there. <laughs> I know, but you have the rundown. You always do your Santa Anita thing. Well, yeah, you, but you, Billy, yeah. let me tell you what. They have, there has been like no internet here. It has been such okay. a nightmare trying to get anything done. Uh, I'm having oh, like why, major, why major all problems. The money, with all the money they have that they can't do, that they can't they do just, You know, it's just not like, it's not like a 5G area. So, yeah. um, so coming up on... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there obviously is racing at the great race place. Um, it's big cap day on Saturday, March 2nd. So keep that on your calendars. And so we have that coming up here, obviously mm -hmm. in Saudi, it's going to be the Saudi cup this weekend. And it's a really deep contentious field. We did the post position draw tonight. I don't know what time we're going to post this, but oh, where I am right now, we just finished. Can you give us like a secret thing? Cause we're not doing, we're not doing this till tomorrow. No one's going to see this. So it's fine. You can I don't have any us. secret you, things. You know well, who who drew what? Um, you you didn't watch it at all. I did not watch. I was driving down here to talk to you. Oh, um, I don't. White Abario drew the rail. Oh, um, National Treasure and Hoist the Gold, I believe, drew like seven and eight. Okay. Okay. Um, who else? Who's your pick? I remember, we're senior. I don't have one yet. I don't have okay. one yet. Uh, I want to go over a couple other things with Santa Anita while you while you look up. We have the Coast, Coast Pick Five every weekend, the Pick'em Contest every weekend with an eighteen thousand dollar prize pool. We play show Viver free admission Fridays. Gates open twelve thirty. It'll be beautiful weather Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Michelle, it has been pouring here once again, but thank you. I know. Sorry for you guys. Yeah, but it's it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. When are you back? 
I come back Sunday. Okay. Well, we'll see you on Sunday. Is there anything else we, need, we missed that we need to talk about? No, we're going to let you go mm, back. To yes, I have to go. It okay. is like midnight over here. Go get some rest. Get some sleep. We miss you. We love you. Michelle, you always the best here on the Owner's Box, part of In the Money Media Network. We will see you next week when Michelle gets back. We'll have a full report from Saudi. And uh, I'm, I'm going for White Ibarra. I know maybe he's the favorite, but uh, I like the story. I like Emily Ellingsworth. I'm rooting for Rick Petro. So let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's go White Ibarra. All right. Go White Ibarra for you. I'll let you know who my pick is. Okay. Let us know. Go on the site. Go Bye. on the, uh, the World Wide Web. Goodbye, everybody.